On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is uh, Wednesday, April 27th. I had to think about what the day was there for a second. But uh, Ian Cameron is with you. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith will be along momentarily as well. We're going to have the whole crew in the house today for this Wednesday slate. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, five games on tap in NHL action. Uh, this is a tricky board today. You've got some interesting scenarios. We will uh, definitely uh, talk about all of them regarding the five games tonight. First of all, before we start, thanks to everybody that partook, partake in the uh, BetCast last night uh, that joined us uh, on the stream and tuned in. We appreciated our final Ice Guys BetCast of the regular season, but we will have plenty more coming up in the playoffs. We'll be uh, having our Tuesday night BetCasts continue uh, throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. And on occasion, you know, we might add a second BetCast uh, in a week. Uh, on certain uh, weeks throughout the uh, playoffs. So, uh, but thanks to everyone that joined us. It was a, a fun bet cast as always a huge Tuesday slate. So briefly, we'll look back on what happened last night, you know, and really focus on the games that had, you know, playoff implications. You know, for example, we don't uh, really need to talk too much about New Jersey, Ottawa. There was nothing at stake there. Although Ottawa, good job by them coming back and winning. A lot of us liked the Sens in that game. They won five, four, uh, Carolina sewing up the Metro division. Congrats to them. Uh, a 4-3 win against the uh, New York Rangers uh, last night. Very nice win for the uh, Hurricanes uh, in that game. Uh, and look, uh, the New York Rangers now, as you can see with their game against Montreal, now they know they're locked into a second uh, in the uh, Metro. We'll still have home ice in the first round. And you can see they are going to give some guys a little bit of a break, a little bit of a rest tonight uh, for that game against Montreal. But good win for Carolina. And uh, another decent perform, more than decent. I mean, Pyotr Kochetkov, let's give this kid credit. He's come in here for Carolina, giving them some really solid goaltending. Again, a, a nice win in a big spot too. Clinched the division on the road, and Kochetkov has been up to the task so far for the Hurricanes with that 4-3 win, obviously, last night. Very impressed with the Edmonton Oilers, a 5-1 drubbing uh, of the Pittsburgh Penguins to uh, clinch second place in the uh, Pacific Division which means they will be have home ice in the first round and they will end up uh, having um, the LA Kings in the first round and have home ice advantage uh, for that series. So uh, very good news there for Edmonton. Another terrific outing from Mike Smith. I mean, I can't believe I've been saying this about Mike Smith now, eight or nine games in a row that he's been in net, that he's been this good, but uh, continues to be solid. Now, nobody's going to care about what he's doing right now. The Oiler fan wants to see him do this next week and two weeks from now uh, when the playoffs begin. But certainly right now they're playing some good hockey, and Smith in particular, and Nett. And look, they're winning games with McDavid and Dreisaitl, not dominating night, at, night, night after night. That's the impressive part for the Oilers, too, during this run. Uh, last night we also saw the um, uh, Flames beat Nashville 5-4 in overtime. C great game, physical, multiple fights, a lot of bad blood, uh, nasty feelings developing. You can tell those two teams might be about to – square off in the first round. Uh, it is already ratcheting up the hatred and the vitriol uh, between the uh, Calgary Flames and the Nashville Predators. Lucic and Borvietsky won hell of a fight. Uh, you saw, obviously, uh, Good Branson and Janot drop the gloves. Duchesne and Kachuk were going at it. It was just one of those games. Lots of uh, bad blood there uh, with those two teams. Uh, we saw Dallas beat Vegas 3-2, the penultimate game uh, of the night, which means now we're in a spot where Vegas has to win out and they need Dallas to not even pick up one point in two home games against Arizona and Anaheim. Good luck with that. You know, it, it pretty much means that Vegas is done. This would be a shocker of epic proportions if somehow 
Dallas were to suffer two regulation losses in a row on home ice to the lowly Coyotes and Ducks. But crazier things have happened, but I, I just don't see it. Uh, and then we also saw there was one other game I wanted to mention. Yeah, Colorado, credit to them. They uh, stick a cork in their skid uh, and get a 5-3 win against uh, St. Louis last night. And now all of a sudden they're in a battle for the President's Trophy that I don't think either team should want, given the curse that it is uh, lately. Uh, but nevertheless, they are still alive for that uh, with the uh, 5-3 win last night over the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, in that game. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Alex, uh, welcome in. Alex B. Smith with us now. Alex, uh, you were on the BetCast with us for a bit uh, last night. Uh, thoughts from last night? Yeah, it was a lot of fun as always. And, of course, we'll have you know more going on during the, uh, the playoffs. But it was a nice uh, finale for the regular season and, and some good games. And like you mentioned, you know, obviously the, the game of the night ended up being that uh, Nashville uh, Calgary game. Also, like I said, you no, know, obviously Dallas Vegas was a big game as well. But it was just fun, kind of watching and seeing these teams. Kind of, you know, the playoffs aren't going to. I don't think we're going to see the usual kind of rigmarole in the playoffs as far as the lower scoring games. At least not in the first round. I think we're still going to see uh, the offense kind of be the more dominant force in this first round because of how how condensed everything has been and teams just simply, you know, just seem to be fatigued as far as playing in their own back end. I mean, we saw, you know, look at the, the Arizona, you know, Minnesota game, Flory, the the goals that he let up and and he's played well, but the goals that he's given up, like, and you mentioned it on the pod, on the pod, the, uh, on the backcast last night, the goals he's given up since he's, you know, joined the wild have been really soft goals. Yep. You know, where, whereas, you know, early in the year with the Hawks, it was just that he wasn't getting any defense from him. He was making huge 10 bell saves. You know, literally, it seems like he was making, you know, highlight saves at least four or five of them in a game and just couldn't get any, you know, defensive help and no offense in front of him. But now they've got the offense. They've got a good, uh, he's got a good team in front of him, but he's been uncharacteristically kind of soft as of late. So I think that might be the trend. I think we're going to see higher scoring uh, games in the, in, at least in the first part of, of this uh, postseason, and, and we're going to see a lot of tight games too. We all talked about, you know, this is overtime season now, but uh, I don't think we're going to see a lot of one-one-two-two games going to overtime playoffs. I think we're going to see a lot more three-three-four-four, maybe even five-five, with the uh, the offensive talent that we're going to see in the postseason. But the defense and goaltending. You know, it just still seems to be questionable in certain spots. And, you know, arguably the best goalie going in the postseason right now is Mike Smith, who who, who of all of us would have thought that we would be saying that, uh, you know, <laughs> four days, you know, five days away from the, from the playoff starting. But uh, so it, it, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, we're not used to seeing this kind of uh, pace to end the season. And the fact that there's only going to be a, you know, a couple of days between the regular season end and the playoffs, I think we're just going to see a continuation of this style of play. Yeah, it's uh, really, really shocking to see the uh, Mike Smith uh, freight train continue to roll along. And by the way, I forgot to mention the big upset. How could I How could I recap that and not mention that big upset? But yes, Arizona shocking the Minnesota Wild 5-3 uh, last night. So maybe upset alert for Dallas tonight. You know, they only need a point. Uh, but Arizona showed you, well, at least last night, they were capable against a pretty good hockey team. So Dallas, you better come to play tonight, even against uh, Arizona. Uh, in that one tonight. So we'll preview that in a few minutes. Uh, Jimmy, thoughts from uh, last night? I know you were watching the Boston game intently. Nice win for them. Unfortunately, can't gain any ground on Tampa. Still three points back, which means it's looking more and more like Boston uh, is probably going to end up playing uh, Carolina uh, in the first round and looking like Toronto-Tampa as well. Yeah, it's interesting. And <laughs> look, I mean, I, as, as, as Alex began to speak there, giving his theories about why he thinks high scoring is going to be a little more prevalent in the first round, Excuse me. Um, he convinced me a little. You convinced me there, Alex. I, I think the key thing you you touched on there is where a lot of these guys are in terms of their bodies and, and yeah. the fatigue and, and just the, the 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 I I would I would I could if we had a way to prove it, I would bet that 99% of every player that's entering these Stanley Cup playoffs is battling some nagging injury that he's been battling for over a season. Yeah. Because think about it, guys. I mean, I don't know about as a as a journalist covering the game. I feel like the last two seasons have just been one long freaking season and it's, it's just been no break. And I, I can't imagine if I was skating back and forth every night doing that and taking the beatings these guys do. So I, I think that's a good point. I think you might be onto something there, Alex. I think, and as you said, as we go on, I think it kind of condenses and, and gets a little more tight. Um, but, you know, just with the games last night, I mean, Arizona, yeah, that, that surprised me. But then again, I don't know how much of that is Minnesota just looking ahead and, you know, not really – focused on pounding the woolly Arizona Coyotes. I mean, maybe, maybe they got a little soft spot. I know, I know Billy Armstrong and, uh, you know, 
Bill Guerin, a good friend from way back in the day. Maybe they're just throwing him a little bone there. Who knows? So I don't know how much stock it put into Arizona's performance last night going into tonight because, I mean, if Dallas doesn't win this tonight, then that really starts to put the danger signals up for Vegas to actually pull this miracle off, which they still slightly can. So they know they have to put the hammer down right now, and I think they will. So we'll see what happens there. But, yes, yeah, for that game you referenced, guys, the Florida Bruins game, that was the old-school, typical, traditional, tight playoff game we saw there, right? It looked like it was going to run away and be an over after the first period, but then the Bruins just put their foot down. They really shut them down. I mean, that Jake DeBrusco, uh to answer what happened at the end of the uh, first period, that was huge. And then Brad Marchand, as we said, finally got out of his goal-scoring slump, so – uh, and then, like you said, Ian, as we talked off the air, I was really entertained with the uh, the Nashville-Calgary game. It was great. I think that's going to be a fun series. Could go a little longer than expected if uh, Saros is between the pipes, but that's yet to be seen. Uh, and even though it was just an empty net goal for Brad Marchand last night, he will take it. There's no oh, question yeah. about that. Look he, on his face. he was missing empty nets, so he'll yeah. take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow, man. Yeah, he was. He, that was relief. That was a lot of relief on his face. And like, hey, you take him any way you can get him, right? And those are usually how you snap out of a goal scoring slump. Is usually some cheesy goal or an empty netter, and then you kind of roll from there. So, hey, maybe it was better that he had that slump now for the Bruins than uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, it's good to see him get off the schneid and uh, back in the uh, even with an empty net goal. It's a goal. It's still going to go on your uh, stat sheet as a goal. We're going to win us money. Yeah, exactly. Wins your money. That's right. The empty net goals count from a goal score prop betting standpoint as well. Uh, that's the beauty of it. All right, let's go to the Wednesday slate. Let's break it down. Five games. We will start with the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Winnipeg Jets. We've got Winnipeg minus 180 home favorites in this game. Six and a half the total uh, pretty much across the board. Obviously, two teams, as I say, playing for exercise. I always say that with the two non-playoff teams playing each other and when you look at this game for uh, Winnipeg it's the continuation of a uh, four-game homestand to wrap up the regular season uh, they're going to end up playing uh, they played last uh, their last game at home against Colorado tonight against Philly then Friday against Calgary and actually they are playing a May 1st Sunday makeup game believe it or not uh, this team uh, against the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken and it's really the only game on the weekend, actually. I said there was no hockey on the weekend. There's actually a Sunday, May 1st game, Seattle-Winnipeg, the ultimate exhibition snooze fest, or you know, totally meaningless. But uh, there is that game on Sunday, May the 1st, uh, between Winnipeg and Seattle. So that's how the season will wrap up for the Winnipeg Jets. And even though it's been a disappointing season, we, I, I've gone back to the well talking about this theme here involving teams um, that – you know, want to finish the season strong on home ice, want to get these wins in these last few home games, even after a disappointing season. And you're you're seeing that right now with Winnipeg. That was, a, you know, to beat Colorado four to one, you know, even with Colorado kind of going through the motions, having locked up everything, uh, the number one seed in the West, uh, still to be able to get that kind of a win, uh, pretty impressive uh, by the uh, Jets. I would only look Winnipeg here. And obviously you got to look in regulation if you're going to back them. That's kind of the side I look to. Uh, here in this game is Winnipeg and regulation. And certainly totals wise, we saw it with Jersey, Ottawa. I ain't betting two non-playoff teams under the total, not at this stage of the year and not necessarily with uh, the fact that these two teams from a defensive standpoint, not necessarily trustworthy. I think the thing that benefits Winnipeg too, guys is Eric Comrie in that he's actually played pretty decent respectably at times this year for the Winnipeg Jets and with uh, Connor Hellebuck, obviously not having uh, a great season by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Eric Comrie's actually played well. They lost against Carolina in his last start 4-2. He played great, though. 42 saves on 45 shots, faced a ton of rubber in that game, gave uh, the Jets at least a puncher's chance to beat Carolina on the road. So uh, I do like the way Comrie's playing right now. So for me, it's over 6.5 in Winnipeg in regulation if I'm betting the uh, side in the total here. Uh, Alex, uh, Philly and Winnipeg. I got nothing in this game. I don't even like the draw. I don't like even the over at 6.5 because – we know it, it, these two teams, if they aren't interested, they can, you know, just kind of skate around and do absolutely nothing offensively. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some games in the next few days where I just don't like anything at all. This is one of them. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. Sand pass, the final three days of the regular season is definitely not the worst thing in the world. Uh, that No question about that. And by the way, Felix Sandstrom confirmed in net for the uh, Philadelphia 
flyers, not someone I fully uh, trust uh, yet. Uh, you look at his numbers in limited duty, 0-3. He's yet to win a start for the uh, Flyers in that 3.26 goals against 914 save percentage for Sandstrom for the Flyers, and he'll be in net tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here, Flyers-Jets? I think I'd rather watch a Moose-Phantoms game. You know, I think that would be more fun than watching these two teams right now who absolutely don't give a shit about this game. And, and, and frankly, have played like they don't give a shit all season. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a Jimmy Pass on this. I'm with Alex. Just uh, get me away from here. All right. Nothing wrong with that. We'll move on to Montreal and New York. Canadians, Rangers, Rangers minus 220 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Actually, six and a half in some spots, so make sure you shop around. The New York Rangers, folks, opened minus 380 in this game. If you look at the opening line, DraftKings had it at minus 380 uh, yesterday at around uh, 9 p.m., all right? It's now minus 220 on the New York Rangers. It has been a deluge uh, of money coming in on the Montreal Canadiens and situationally is exactly why the money's coming in on Montreal. The Rangers now are locked into second in the Metro by virtue of their loss last night to Carolina uh, because now Carolina's clinched that division. Gerard Gallant has already stated no Panarin tonight. There could be another couple other regulars that he is not divulging who is going to be rested tonight, but the plan is to rest at least a couple players for the Rangers tonight. So this is going to be a lineup sprinkled in with a lot of AHL call-ups, college kids maybe getting a look as well. Uh, so that definitely changes things completely here uh, in this game for the Rangers. This definitely looks like a, hey, and he said the coach speak that, hey, we still want to win this game, but we're going to give players a, a look here uh, within the organization. But at the bottom line is there's a reason all the money's come in on Montreal. However, the one concern is can Montreal do anything about it? Can they take advantage of maybe a disinterested Rangers team, a Rangers team that's going to be uh, without several key players in this game? Uh, that's going to be the question mark. They do have a rest advantage because the Rangers, you know, this is a very bad spot too for the Rangers. Back-to-back, -back, you know, a loss that took out any chances of them winning the division. It's definitely uh, difficult to see them, uh, you know, playing their absolute best in a game, especially when they're going to be shorthanded from a starting lineup standpoint. But at the same time, the uh, the Canadians have lost nine in a row. You know, this is a team that is just, you know, I think they've ran out of gas here uh, late in the season. And that's definitely been uh, a bit of a concern here for Montreal down the stretch. So it's not like they're in a bet on team at the moment, having lost nine in a row. That being said, it'll be Montreal or pass. It's dog or pass spot for me. I'll sprinkle a bit on the Canadians here in this one. Nothing significant, but you know, the writing is on the wall for the New York Rangers. It, this does have that mail it in feel uh, written all over it tonight. Georgiev and net, by the way, obviously on the uh, back to back uh, for the New York Rangers. That's not surprising whatsoever. Uh, it should be Samuel Montembeau for the uh, Canadians, not uh, confirmed yet, but projected uh, to be the goalie here in this game. And not just Panarin, Andrew Kopp out, Tyler Mott still out. And apparently we're talking maybe uh, a, a Zabanajad or a Kreider potentially out for the Rangers. Not announced yet. Gerard Gallant says he's going to keep that with you know inside uh, and not reveal it. So. Uh, this is definitely a dogger pass for me. The over could get there. Six, six and a half, you know, with, with Georgiev and Net. Montreal has been piss poor defensively uh, lately as well. So the over could. And the one thing about the Rangers with these call-ups and these youngsters that will be in the lineup, they'll be hungry. They'll be looking to make, an, make an, a statement, looking to play with some energy. So the game could go over the total uh, based on all of those factors. Alex, what do you think here? Montreal, New York. Yeah, with the Rangers, like I said, they've, they've really got nothing to play for. They're going to rest guys and just try to. Make sure no one gets hurt. Everyone just kind of stays healthy and fresh for the playoffs. Montreal, they've just been in a free fall right now, obviously, like I said, all season, but uh, certainly now with this losing streak as well. So I played the draw at plus 425. I thought that was an awfully high number, considering you have a Rangers team, like I said, that they're not interested in it. Uh, all the money's coming down on the halves, but yet they're a team that, you know, even with losing nine in a row, you can't trust them to, to put up a full 60-minute effort these days. So I could easily see this game being 2-2 two, two or 3-3 three, three going to OT. So 425, I thought that was an awfully high price for the draw. I would, have, I would have lined it somewhere around, you know, 330, 340 because of the situation. Uh, but obviously that's not how they price the, the three-way line. That is dictated by, uh, you know, just the main money line and adjustments from there. So, uh, it's just more of a value play than anything else to draw with the Habs and Rangers. All right. So looking at the uh, draw here in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, Montreal has been in many great spots before. 
in the last week or two. And this is another one. We talked about the Gila Fleur night in Montreal. That was a good spot. And still they lose. So, you know, that's why I'm, you know, a little leery. But, man, this does set up again for Montreal to to to, to win a game in a much more advantageous situation. But, again, they've, they've, uh, they've spit the bit and found a way to not get it done in these spots lately countless times. Jimmy, what do you think? Montreal, New York. One one second here. Sorry, guys. Something's coming over the phone. I apologize. Uh -oh. yep. Can you hear it? <laughs> I knew we had a little gimmick planned. I just knew it. Yeah. What's that? Oh, it took too long to get going. But it's Blue Blonde Rouge all yeah. the way tonight, folks. Are you kidding me? If this team doesn't win tonight, I mean, they should be absolutely ashamed of themselves and live with guilt for the entire offseason. This is the best situational spot I've seen in a while. The Rangers just lost the division. Yep. They're done. They don't care. Let's get to the playoffs. Uh, and I'm telling you, coming off that loss, do you not think it hurt the Canadians pride-wise that they did lose that game? They had a few days to sit on it and think of it. And, you know, you go down to New York right now. You have a chance to go and, and start – ending your season on a positive note. I like them Friday too against the Panthers because you tell me the Panthers are going to care about anything after this. I mean, it's just, this is a great spot for the Canadians right now. Give me the Canadians in the first period. Give me the Canadians money line to win. And also give me Cole Caulfield to yep. explode in this game for not one, but two goals, two goals. All right. Well, I've been betting Caulfield a lot uh, lately to just to score one goal. And every uh, time definitely... he has a bad game, he usually bounces back. Yeah. <laughs> Marty St. Louis took over. So, yeah, I would agree with that. So definitely, I would I would look for that. I would look at you know your guy Dvorak, just not not to go score, but get a point too. That's yeah. been coming through yep. for the last. Even maybe five Hoffman games. too, right? I mean, they got him up yep. there in the top line. I thought, ironically, I thought that was one of the best games. I mean, he's getting pretty much shit on up in Montreal, but he he played a heck of a game the other night. I don't think that was a that was a bullshit call on him on the penalty shot. Yep. Uh, with Holler, you know, I mean, he was just doing some great back checking, which I, I've obviously never seen him do in my life. Uh, so he played a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah no question about that. Uh, definitely. Uh, we're seeing a, a situation here where, uh, you know, this uh, this uh, this Montreal team and, he's, and Dvorak started to pick it up. The the Rem Pitlick, even the last couple of games, Josh, uh, Jake Evans, you yep. know, the last couple of games. a great play, too. I think yep. I think you're right there. I mean, Montembo and and Georgiev. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense, and the and the betting markets agree. This total opens six shaded to the under. It's six six shaded to the over, and even six and a half in a lot of spots. So it's a lot of agreement here that uh, this game should have some goals. And there's a lot of games that should have some goals in it, just by, based on the nature of you know it's two teams just uh, not with a lot on the line uh, going head to head. There is something on the line with this game for the Dallas Stars. They need just one point. That's all they need. And they are in the playoffs, and they officially knock Vegas out in the process if that happens. Dallas hosting Arizona. Dallas minus 500 home favorites. Six <laughs> the total in this game. Wow. Do you want to lay minus 500 with Dallas after seeing what Arizona did last night? No, I don't. Um, and uh, obviously all they need is a point here. Uh, Arizona, give them credit. Uh, that was not a fluke. And we, Alex and I were talking about this during the BetCast. None of that was fluky last night. That was not, oh, Vimelka stole the game for the uh, Coyotes last night. No, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Minnesota. And for extended stretches of that game, they played better than Minnesota. You know, And you got to give the Coyotes credit for that in that 5-3 win. It's a back-to-back -back for them. It is a back-to-back -back for Dallas as well. But, of course, for Arizona, uh, they are going to have to travel uh, as well uh, in between games here or travel, I mean, from on this back-to-back -back situation. So it's a little bit more of a weak, worse spot for Arizona. But I'm I'm not laying a dime with uh, the Dallas Stars. Not at this price, not with anything. They, they don't win games very easily. Uh, we saw it again uh, last night against Vegas, needing a shootout. By the way, we said it on the BetCast. That was one of the worst shootouts I've ever seen in NHL history. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That shootout was a disgrace. I mean, you've got guys that are putting in no creativity with their shootout attempt, just shooting right at the goalie's chest. I mean, put some freaking thought into it. Put some creativity into it. Maybe deke every now and then. Make a move, for Christ's sake. Elevate the puck for crying out loud. Do something better than what you did. That was a That's the pathetic shootout that was for both teams. No wonder it went seven rounds before someone finally scored. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, but nevertheless, finally, Miro Haskinen said, maybe I'll make a deep move to the backhand. Mm, that's a thought. And that's sure enough, the, the shootout attempt that worked uh, and gave Dallas the victory. 
uh, in that game. You know, there's a couple of different ways I'm thinking of approaching this. I'm keeping everything very low units tonight uh, on this uh, tricky little five-game slate. But I'm going to do a little split here with Arizona money line and the draw because the way I see it is with this game, Dallas doesn't win anything easily. I mean, even look at the games against San Jose and Seattle at home. They squeak them out by a goal, you know, just barely winning those games against San Jose and Seattle, comparable competition to Arizona. Uh, And then, of course, 3-2 against Vegas in a shootout, 3-2 against Seattle, uh, 2-1 against San Jose, 1-0 against – I mean, it's just the same old thing for Dallas. They win by a goal, and, and it's not easy. It's never by margin, regardless of who they're playing. And they know all they need is a point. So they're going to play this. I don't think they're going to try to romp Arizona here. They're going to play tight, good defensively, rely on the goaltending of Wedgwood, who's going to be in net tonight on the back-to-back. Hari Sateri, by the way, in net for Arizona. That's the one concern about this Arizona draw split for me is Sateri. I mean, he's given up 12 goals in his last two starts. It's been absolutely awful. This new tour of duty right now uh, for him in the NHL is not going well uh, whatsoever, uh, and that's a problem at the moment for him. So... Um, that's the tricky part, but Dallas just does not win by margin. They only need a point. I could see this being a draw, uh, really, uh, because of that. You know, draw or an overtime game for Dallas suits them perfectly because they're in the playoffs. So the draw is definitely live. I like the draw a little bit more than I like Arizona. The draw in this uh, Dallas Arizona game is a very good price. It makes sense to me. Dare the Stars to beat a team by margin, which they never do. Uh, and you can get the draw in this game at a plus 425 price i mean i think that's worth a couple of bucks to be honest if you ask me alex what do you think here coyotes and stars yeah and, and you know we talked about that in, in during the the backcast last night i said you know we, somebody was asking us about which teams we want to see get this final spot in, in the in the west and i said dallas strictly because they're a team that plays tight and plays with a lot of draws and you know would love to have that value have a team that i've been riding uh with the draw all year long to get to the postseason that'd be nice but uh you know they are a hard team to watch uh, I know a couple people were, were kind of talking about that. And as far as, like I said, with Arizona last night, like I said, yeah, they played well. The second period and, the, and, and uh, you know, the, I'd say maybe the second half of the first period and then the entire second period, they truly dominated at all aspects of the ice against Minnesota. Uh, you know, in the wild, I mean, considering the the spot that they're in, yes, they're already in the playoffs, but they had a, a you know, great chance of taking care of home ice last night, uh, you know, for the first round, and they didn't do that. So, I, you know, like I said, it was, it was more of Arizona playing just some good hockey. It was something we haven't seen too often this year. But for them to try to string it back-to-back now and play a Dallas team that knows, hey, if we take care of business tonight, we can, you know, cement our path and, and move on. I, I like the first period over a little bit. It's only one minus thirty, but I would actually wait and play this in-game, wait for a plus price. Uh and also, I, I like I like this game. Like Dallas to you know just go in and win this game. You know, like I said, you don't see them win by margin often. I feel like this could be one of those games that gets away from Arizona, especially with Terry in that he's been pretty awful. I think Dallas wants to go in and, and get this over with. Uh, so I, I could see them kind of having a big start early and then kind of cooling off and giving up some goals. So uh, it's a, I like the first period over, but I'm going to wait and play it in game. Uh, obviously, there's nothing you can do with Dallas at all. I mean, even looking at regulation prices, you'd be laying 250, 260. So I'm just going to stay with the first period over. And like I say with the props, and I've said this repeatedly with Dallas in terms of from a prop standpoint for them, uh, Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski, and don't even think twice about anybody else. Ben, I don't trust in a big spot. Sagan, I don't trust in a big spot. Those three guys are the guys that do it for the uh, uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars lately. Hintz, uh, Robertson, and uh, Pavelski. Pavelski always comes to play. Uh, when the, when the game is big uh, and 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 the game is critical and the game is important, uh, we got Andrew McGinnis uh, back with us. Andrew, we haven't heard from you yet here. What's going on? Uh, what do you think here? Arizona Dallas. Arizona Dallas. Um, I, I agree with what uh, Alex was just talking about. What you guys are saying there about um, the first period. I mean, just an early start. I, I I kind of like the first period minus a half. I mean, you can get a real good price on that, and it's just a, a horrible price on a lot of other things. I mean, the money line. You guys see that price there on the screen. Puck line. I don't love it either. With the minus a half goal, I got it at minus one fifteen in the first period. And I think that if there's going to be a chance they let up, it might be after they have a little cushion. Of course, as we we're saying, I mean, the Dallas Stars aren't a team to just run it up on anybody. Um, but let's be honest, we saw a goaltending display in, in for both teams yesterday with Vegas and uh, Dallas. It wasn't just Dallas. It was, you know, Thompson played well, too. So I think I think the Stars get off to a good start, and then they kind of squeak out maybe a 3-2 victory. But I'm expecting 
you know, I, I think that we could see a one nothing exact score after the first period. I know that's I, I might, I'm probably not, I'm not going to bet it, but I'm just saying I think we could see the first period go under and Dallas still win like one nothing in that first period. Yeah, I think you know a one nothing first period correct score is uh, that's that's typical Dallas. I mean, to just get one goal, park the bus, which they're they have no problem doing that. Uh, that's definitely something you might want to uh, consider. And there are books that will offer the uh, first period uh, correct scores. So uh, definitely something to consider. That would be plus 325, by the way, for uh, Dallas. Uh, first period, one nothing lead. So uh, if you're interested in that. Jimmy, how about you, Arizona-Dallas? All right, guys. This is when you think that I'm really smoking the good stuff here. Give me the Coyotes. There, Wow. <laughs> Just not, not even the back-to-back -back games. Not yeah. the back-to-back wins, Jimmy. That's it. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Dallas. And honestly, that's why I, I like the draw. You know, you know why? Because I was so hard on Dallas leading up to the show today. I had about three things I wanted to do with Dallas. And now I'm saying, you know what? That's why they're going to lose. Yeah. So give me the Coyotes. I'm just going complete opposite of what I felt all day. There you go. All right. Arizona. I will sprinkle just a tiny bit on Arizona. I like the draw more. Draw is really Even what a plus I like. one and a half is nice, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Vito likes Arizona, to, and he's been picking off the underdogs scoring in the first period lately, Vito. You know, just taking them to score a goal in the opening for these really big underdogs. So uh, there's definitely some uh, potential there, yeah. And you know what? I will say this. Personally, I probably will have some Arizona in pocket because if they do win this game, I lose my under bet of 23 and a half wins. So at, yeah. with this price, I might actually be able to kind of, you know, so that, but that's just a personal bet. I, would, I wouldn't – I don't think Arizona's going to win this game, to be honest, but that's just kind of something I'm just going to do the hedge because they're right at 23 wins right now. So. Yeah, that makes sense definitely from your standpoint to do that. No no question about that, uh, given your situation with the win total there for the or points total for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So, like I say, I, I honestly think it's Dallas wins in overtime or a shootout. They get their point. I think they win, maybe, but I think it's overtime or a shootout. I think it's tough. You know, like it always is. It's not easy for the Dallas Stars. Uh, they put their fans through the torture chamber time and time again. All right, Vegas and Chicago. Uh, the Golden Knights have treated their fan base very nicely for the last few years, but they're kind of torturing them with the way this season has fallen apart and crumbled for them. Uh, they're in Chicago tonight. Uh, the Golden Knights minus 215. Uh, road favorites, six and a half being the total in this one. Uh, this is, I'm on those Blackhawks here. I really am. I, I really am. Uh, I think Vegas is toast. They know it. Uh, they they know they can't really rely on Dallas being skunked with zero points uh, in these last two home games against the Ducks and the uh, Coyotes. And look, to expend all that energy last night, to have the lead, to have Jack Eichel cough up the puck uh, in the uh, defensive zone there, uh, leading to that tying goal. And then, of course, Dallas uh, ends up winning it in a long, dr drawn-out, horrendous shootout, but a long, drawn-out shootout in seven rounds. Uh it's. I think this is a tough spot for Vegas to really, you know, pull yourself up off the mat, knowing you're all, you're pretty much pretty much finished. You need an absolute miracle. Uh, you need the win out, and you need Dallas to not get a point in two games, two layups essentially at home against two lousy teams, the Ducks and the Coyotes. So uh, that to me, although the Ducks did play well last night, but still should win that game if you're the uh, Dallas Stars. No question about that. Uh, so you know when I look at this game here. Uh, between these two teams. I mean, I'm looking at it and I say, I don't trust Vegas at all. I don't. I think it's been a trying season. There's been lots of injuries. There's been the Robin Leonard situation. Uh, Logan Thompson has fought the good fight uh, and he's played pretty well, to be quite honest with you. Uh, are we even going to see Logan Thompson tonight? Because some sites have Yuri Patera uh, as the, uh, back, the backup goalie who's been called up from the AHL with Leonard out. Some sites have him projected to start tonight for the Golden Knights. So uh, that's something to consider here in this game as well. So uh, I just don't trust Vegas, simple. And say what you will about Chicago, not a good season at all. They've had their own issues, but they beat Philly at home. They, I think they want to finish off this little homestand nicely, you know, give the uh, United Center faithful something to cheer about here uh, in these last couple home games down the stretch. You know, I liked their game the other night, and I don't just to think for Vegas, it's going to be awfully difficult to muster up, you know, <laughs> muster up that belief that we're still a, a potential playoff team after that loss last night uh, in a shootout to the Dallas Stars. So, again, Chicago opens up uh, with this game tonight. This is their final home game as well. I should point that out. Final home game uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars as well, uh, or for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. And then 
What I'm hoping is Chicago wins tonight. We cash this home underdog bet on them. And then we come back on Friday. They're in Buffalo. It's going to be the final home game for the Sabres. It's going to be the final call ever for Rick Jenneret in the Buffalo Sabres television booth before he retires. And we come wheel back around and we fade Chicago Friday night. So that's what we're hoping for. Uh, Chicago uh, cashes for us tonight and we cash against them uh, on Friday night. That's the, uh, that's the goal. That's the uh, strategy that I'm going with. So Chicago and the over again, it's over a pass for me with these, these games right now, especially this one, especially with the unknown that we might see Patera in net for the uh, golden Knights tonight. So uh, over for me for a smaller opinion, but I'm, I'm going with the home dog here, Chicago. Uh, against a deflated Vegas team. Alex, what do you think? Golden Knights, Blackhawks. Yeah, this this screams live betting to me, especially, you know, Vegas is obviously going to be scoreboard watching and seeing what's going on with that Dallas game as well. And if they see Dallas is, is up, you know, by margin or up pretty big, maybe they get kind of deflated and realize, hey, you know, this, this is finally coming to an end. Uh, and that could give some momentum toward Chicago's way. And like I said, the Hawks, you know, played well. Granted, it was against Philly uh, the other night. So I like, you know, I'm going to be looking for, you know, next to, to score spots. I like Patrick Kane to get a goal here. I might actually bet Patrick Kane to score, not just this game, but also that finale as well. I'd be going home to Buffalo ending the season in front of uh, friends and family. So that's something I'll definitely have circle for that last game. But I, I like a shot for him to score tonight uh, as well. You know, he's been kind of vocal talking about, hey, you know, I, I do want to stick around. You know, we can rebuild and win at the same time. That remains to be seen with this Hawks team. Uh, but you know, he, he's, he's, you know, kind of making it known and say, hey, you know, I, I'm willing to stick around here. You know, there's some things I want, you know, to, to be in place for that to happen. But uh, that, that's good. I'm glad to hear him kind of be a little vocal about the future because, you know, everybody's just been kind of just mums the word and, and quiet on, on what's going to happen moving forward. You know, Taves has said a few things and kind of makes it look like he may not be coming back, whether he's retiring or, or wants to go somewhere else. So, uh, you know, I, I think that'll be kind of a momentum thing for Kane to try and get a goal here in this game. And, and like I said, you know, kind of see where Vegas is at because they're definitely going to be watching and see what's going on uh, in Dallas as well, obviously. Yeah, no question about that. So a live bet uh, look for Alex if he's going to get involved. He'll wait to, uh, till the game starts, see if there's uh, an opportunity that arises. Uh, for me, there, from a prop standpoint, I, you know, Chandler Stevenson is the guy right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Scored last night. We talked about that. We took him from a goal-scoring prop standpoint. He's the one guy that has uh, shown up and played well, I think, down the stretch for Vegas, even though it's been a, uh, a tough stretch for them. He's now uh, gotten points in four straight games, goals in four straight games. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we picked off a plus 425 for him to score last night. Incredible price. And he scored in four straight games. So that's what I'd look at from a Vegas standpoint. Chicago, uh, Jonathan Taves has found his offense lately. And like I say, this could be his final game in Chicago, as Alex alluded to. Maybe you get the captain here. Uh, wanting, a, wanting a nice uh, statement uh, effort tonight in what could be his final home game in a Chicago Blackhawks jersey. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Vegas, Chicago? Guys, I'm taking a I'm taking a flyer here on the their home dog. I think we're going to get a a good effort out of the Blackhawks tonight. I think they're going to play well at home. And I've mentioned that with these spots, you know, you you, you don't want to take these bottom tier opponents like the Blackhawks on the road. You want to take them at home if you're going to bet on them. And I mean, Vegas, hey, they want to go with pride, I believe. Uh, I just don't know if that's even in the bag at this point right now. They could be, you know, just deteriorated from this and not feeling the best after last night. Favorite play on this game, though, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's show and it cashed. I'll say it again. Jack Eichel over three and a half shots on goal, plus 105 at the Drafting Sportsbook. That's my favorite play. A prop here again. Jack Eichel going to go off on a hopefully – uh, hard working note at least and get lots of shots. Uh, I know Jimmy has to run, so I'll throw it over to him. Yep. Yeah, guys, uh, I got no play on this, but I think it's a good idea. Like Alex said, to jump in live and for the final game, I'm liking the Kraken straight up on the, uh, on the money line there. Uh, LA knows where they're going in the playoffs. They're another team right yep. now. Let's just, let's just get through this, move yep. on. Uh, as for my best bet, it will be the Montreal Canadiens. There it is, Montreal, Bleu Blanc et Rouge with a little Bleu Blanc. I think Andrew missed that. He played Bleu Blanc and Rouge. Yeah, I love it. Like Montreal. <laughs> uh, Damn, but, the intro was too long. Yeah, all right, guys, have a good one, all right? There he is. Jimmy's right. running. See Thanks, you. Jimmy. Go. Good stuff. All right, there it is. Jimmy Murphy uh, with us here uh, on this uh, Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys, liking Montreal as his uh, best bet. And, yeah, to me, to me, this has to be Dogger Pass here with Chicago and Vegas. It's just Vegas. It's difficult for, you know, they know they're – 
they're in big trouble. You know, they need a miracle at this point. I don't think it's easy after that game last night, losing it like they did painfully in a shootout to bounce back tonight. All right, next up is not New York, Washington. We'll change that. Uh, final game of the uh, uh, Wednesday card, Los Angeles Kings, Seattle Kraken. We've got LA minus 170 uh, road favorites. Uh, and the total here in this game at six across the board. Um, I'm on uh, Seattle, just like Jimmy mentioned. Um, it's just a pure spot situational bet. That's all it is. I mean, it's not like Seattle's uh, always a trustworthy team. I know that. But this young L.A. team just had the euphoria of clinching a playoff spot, clinching third. They can't move up. They're locked into that first-round series now against the Edmonton Oilers, and they'll go on the road to Edmonton. Uh, for the first two games uh, of that series. To me, this is just, you know, we got things locked up. We're happy. We're excited. And this is a team that definitely, I'm sure, did a little celebrating. I don't think maybe not too much, but a little bit. There's a young Kings team. Nobody picked them to be in the playoffs, or at least very few people did. And here they are in the playoffs. And now the night after clinching, they're playing the very next night on the road against Seattle. Seattle got off to a horrid start. But you know why I'm taking Seattle tonight? because they showed me in the second and in the third period against Vancouver last night, they didn't give up. You know, they were down early. They battled back. They made it interesting and fell short uh, late in that third period. And for Seattle in a, you know, expansion year, you want to go out here in these last two home games tonight against uh, LA and then Friday night against San Jose. Uh, those are their last two home games. You want to put on a win. Uh, uh, you know, you put a win on the board for these fans there at Climate Pledge Arena. You know, it's been obviously not the first year, not the expansion year that uh, Vegas Golden Knights had uh, for this Seattle team. Obviously, not even close, but uh, there's no doubt there's like, some onus and incentive, I think, for the players to these final two home games, play hard, see if we can get a win here. Uh, and they got situations that are in their favor. They're playing an L.A. team with nothing at stake tonight. They're playing San Jose, a winnable game uh, on Friday night. So these are two spots I'm looking to take Seattle tonight and on Friday. We'll start with tonight. I like the Kraken plus 150. Uh, Alex, Kings Kraken. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the spot more for what with Seattle Friday uh, against San Jose. But as far as this game goes, what I like here is the over. I think at six, like I said, with the Kings, they already, you know, clinched everything up. And it's funny, I, I think, you know, I mentioned it on the previous show here with us that, you know, I thought L.A. was going to have a better year than Seattle. I know a lot of people were thinking, oh, Seattle, you know, even with the expansion moves, that they'd be kind of, a, you know, in the mix to be a playoff team. Uh, I didn't think they were going to be in last place, to be honest, but I did think L.A. had a shot to possibly be a playoff team this year, and they did. They're able to accomplish that, so kudos to them. They're going to have a tough uh, first round, obviously, being on the opening on the road against Edmonton. So this definitely seems like it could be one of those games where it's high scoring. L.A.'s got nothing to play for. Seattle, like I said, kind of want to just play for some pride. Uh, so six with this price, especially if we do see Peterson – who, you know, he's been kind of up and down at times. He's had some some rough starts. Grubauer's been struggling all year long. So uh, six and even money, that, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Like in the over. And again, there's not a single game on this slate of the five that I would make a convincing case to bet the under. Seriously. Maybe Arizona-Dallas. Maybe. And even then, I'm not, I don't love it at all. Uh, but that's about it. I think there's probably going to be goals in probably the four or the five games, in my opinion. So I got to ask you though, Ian, how many yeah. unders did you bet this year? <laughs> but I have had a obviously I have a, like I have yeah, opinions yeah, yeah. on unders. I just don't bet my opinions. I know. I'm just joking. My long term track record with unders, as I've documented many times, is horrendous. But you're a great totals is. better though. You do well with totals. So. Yeah, great overs better. Uh, Over yeah. better that is. You but under with this awful. I mean, I remember I loved an under so much three years ago, and I was already at the point where I I was fed up losing so many unders, and I loved this under. It was Boston and somebody. It was on six and a half. It was too, and the game fucking ended five four. I'm like I'm done with this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It set up so perfectly for an under. It ended up being five four. I'm you like, know what's funny? I, I've yeah. had it. I've bet I've bet four unders all year long, uh, and I went three and one of them. And yeah. but one of them you have to throw out because it was it was a that number that game that ended up being the typo over at my bookie where it was under twelve and a half for the second period and supposed to be one and a half. So <laughs> so technically I went through th I went I went three and one on the record wise, but I actually went two and one. But that's those for these are the first unders I think I've had maybe like over a year and a half because I've had people tweet me all the time. They're like, do you only bet overs? Do you only bet overs? And I'm like. Pretty much, I only bet like ninety-eight percent of the time. I bet over. The only sport that I like betting unders in are when it's World Cup, and I'm not—I'm no soccer expert. World Cup group stages, first game for each team, first yep. half under one and a half, because 
But other than that, I remember I had a really, really big play with my clients and personally on the Flyers Habs two years ago in the playoffs yep. under like five and a half. Yep. And like playoff hockey, you guys know how exciting it is. All the goal opportunities you need, you need Carter Hart and Price to stand on their heads. And for like full 60 minutes, I'm just like on the edge of my seat. Like, don't do anything. You know, I think the game <laughs> ended like three, two or three, one, but right. unders aren't fun to watch, but uh, yeah, guys, I think uh, the Kraken or the, the Kings are ending off this season on a great note. They're playing very well. And I don't think they want to let up, you know, that's, that's the thing that I'm worried about with that, uh, with this game trying to find an upset is that I just think that LA is playing so well to close things out um, that I, I don't really want to want to touch this one just because I don't like the price on the Kings, but I don't think that it's the night for a dog. All right. Nothing wrong with that. A pass for uh, Andrew in this one, by the way, a couple props for Seattle, Matt Beniers. We're, we're going right back to the uh, train or the, the, the well with him. Uh, he has, by the way, collected a point in every home game that he's played here at climate pledge arena and in multiple goals as well. So, Matt Beniers stands out for sure for the Seattle Kraken. Clear prop choice uh, for me uh, in this game. And he remains on that top line. So you know he's going to get the opportunity. Actually, he's moved down to the second line now. It looks like every yeah, second game in a row he'll be on the second line with Eberle and Donato. Donato but still a, a top six forward role. And Yanni Gord as well for uh, Seattle, who's really picked up his goal scoring in the last few games as well. He's centering the top line for the Kraken. So Yanni Gord and Matty Beniers there for props that I'll be uh, targeting here for the Kraken uh, in this game tonight. All right, great stuff. That is the Wednesday NHL card. Uh, Alex, Andrew, and Jimmy, great to have the whole crew today. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, hit the like button. Make sure you do that. Uh, before we get to best bets uh, and end the show, a reminder, just if you missed it yesterday, we're going to have a lot of fun in these playoff shows uh, throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got guests galore lined up to join us throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs here uh, on the ice, guys. Multiple people that have played the game or still play the game uh, joining us uh, throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, starting next week. And don't forget about our big Sunday playoff preview show. The way the uh, schedule lines up for us this week is we'll have a show tomorrow on Thursday. We'll have our regular season finale show on Friday, and we'll be joined by Brett McLean for that show uh, on Friday, the final day of the regular season. Saturday, we're off. Thank goodness. I need a fucking Saturday off. Uh, that'll be nice. I will enjoy that. And then Sunday, we will be back uh, with our Stanley Cup playoff preview show, Sunday, May 1st, noon Eastern, joined by former Ottawa Senator, former Anaheim Duck, most recently with the Detroit Red Wings, Bobby Ryan on the ice, guys. Sunday, May 1st, noon Eastern for our Stanley Cup playoff uh, preview show. Uh, very much looking forward to that. We'll tee up every series for you, every first-round matchup. Any futures that we like right now, we'll mention them. Stanley Cup final prediction, Stanley Cup champion pick. We'll have all of that for you on Sunday on the uh, Stanley Cup playoff uh, preview show. Uh, looking forward to that. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. Uh, and a reminder, uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap it up for this Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, the only thing I've officially bet so far has been uh, Montreal and the New York Rangers. I like to draw. I got it plus 425. It's dropped a little bit now. Uh, still seeing you know plus 400, plus 405. And like I said, this is more of a value play for me. Rangers have nothing to play for. They can't move up or down. They're going to be resting a bunch of guys. Uh, Montreal, I'm, you know, the, the street that they've been on uh, of late has been pretty rough. But like I said, if they at least, you know, can just find a way to just kind of hang around in this game and, you know, with the fact that we're seeing the Rangers possibly playing some call-ups and, and some younger guys, I feel like this game could go into overtime. So I think that we're getting a good value with that number. So plus 400 is what you see in uh, Wiley Bill. But now we'll go with the Habs and the Blue Shirts to go into overtime. 
All right, there it is. Montreal, New York, uh, liking the draw here uh, in this one for uh, Alex B. Smith. Draw around plus 330, plus 340, uh, the price you can get with that. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for uh, best bet? I'll stick with the prop world. I'm going to go with that one I mentioned yesterday, cash. I think it'll cash again with Jack Eichel over three and a half shots on goal. Four last night. Uh, we've seen him score, you know, get six shots, eight shots even over the last little um, two weeks, two weeks and a half. And I think he can do it tonight. Whether or not they win or lose, I expect a lot of shots on goal for the Knights tonight. Yeah, unfortunately for Jack Eichel, shots are nice. Goals are better. Production is better. Putting the thing in the net is better. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not happening for him right now. Jack Eichel over three and a half shots. He is getting the shots, though. We'll see if he gets them again tonight. Over three and a half shots on goal uh, for Jack Eichel for uh, Andrew's best bet. My best bet is going to be uh, I'm, gonna, I'm taking Chicago. I am uh, plus uh, the price against uh, Vegas plus 185. Uh, is the uh, best price available right now. Don't trust Vegas after just the, you know seeing their season pretty much crumble last night in that loss to the uh, Dallas Stars in a shootout. Uh, I think Chicago, final home game of the season. Uh, I like the way they played that last home game. It was actually a very good, sturdy, nice, clean, tidy defensive effort even. And that Chicago hasn't had many of those. Uh, we'll see if they can follow that up. But I think we have a live home underdog here tonight against this uh, very, very uh, disappointing Vegas team. Uh, Chicago plus 185 uh, for my best bet here for this uh, Wednesday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.